Hey, Dan. Yeah, that's funny. Um, <clears throat> can dogs operate an MRI? There's a joke here. Wait, can dogs operate an MRI? Yeah. No. And, uh, no, but... But, cats, but cats can. Got it. That's good. I love that. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Hold on. I see. I see it. Can I, can I, give, give me a second. Oh God. Dave, can I sleep on your couch for three weeks? I think I'm gonna have to navigate a divorce pretty soon. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Dinosaur Machines Game Club Podcast, where you are the listener. This is episode 130. I'm one of your hosts, Mark Magger. Joining me today, two stellar stargazers who will keep buying peaches. You can't stop them. Sorry. Dave Grimma. That's me. You're Dick I'm not a fan of the peach. Not what? in general. You take a bite, there's a huge pit in your mouth. Come on. What is this, an avocado? I'm done. I don't like I don't like the uh, experience. No, but like you can't go too deep on the peach. The real question is yellow peach or white peach. I never know. Hold on, Mark looks really sick from what I said. You okay? I want to go back to the original comment. You you bite so much of the peach no. that you're consuming pit. Uh, first of all, maybe I just you know it's assault my fruit when I eat it. I just like go. That's full like over. It's fi- over fifty percent. No, I put the back end of it in and I chew it from the. I half it. I I chew it in half. No, I just you gotta like. It's not like an apple. It's not like an apple where you just... It is like an apple. No, it it's is like, like an apple. Except the apples don't have a pit. That's true. Apples have seeds. Speaking they have of, a core. Speaking of, of <laughs> apples, Mark, uh, why would I be discussing apples right now? Oh, because we played a game about dementia called Before I Forget. <laughs> Avi. Avi, no spoilers <laughs> yet. I think everyone knows that's what that game's about. I guess we'll talk about it. Spoilers. Yeah. It's a game about dementia. <laughs> it's not a game about being forgetful. Okay. Yeah. Da, da, da. <laughs> no? Too much? Please. Yeah, this is a, this might be a, a sensitive topic. Like, <laughs> See, I guess that's true. When I was even writing the thing, I was like, we're usually very choky and mirthful, but this is a serious yeah, topic. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah. there's some seriousness. But. Well, absolutely. Peaches. Like you peaches. said. That's, that, Millions that's, of peaches. Peaches yeah. for free. Millions right. of peaches. Yeah. That's right. Um, you know it's a good song because you say guitar in it, right? Guitar. Oh, is that the guitar? <laughs> That's the thing. The Darkness did that too, right? What a great band. The Darkness. <laughs> Am- Amory has a story about how she hung out with one of them on a tour bus once. No, awesome. or a regular bus. They were also. Wait, wait. We That's saw the presidents of the United States of America. No, but they the Darkness no, also the darkness did also that. Do guitar in a. In they a say song. they announce guitar as oh, if it's like a. They're, they're the yeah. Pokemon that is called guitar, and that's their. All right, get down. I can hear it now. Just in case you didn't know what was about to happen. I did it. But uh, (laughs) but that's what I like about these intros. I never know what's going to happen. You're learning so much right now. I hate peaches. Guitar. I mean, the answer is yellow peach. Yellow peach is superior to the white peach. You can't. Say that. I would. I I get on board with that. At least, well, at least as a hand fruit, if you're gonna make like a white peach tea, that's probably better than a yellow. Listener, peach 
if you have a strong preference on type of peach, let us know on Twitter at Dinosaur Machines. Dino score. Dinosaur <laughs> Machines. Uh, Whatever this piece is. Have you made is. peach tea at home? No, but I've had like homemade know, peach tea. White, I've had white peach tea. Mm. Not like Arizona. No, but like okay, with I don't know. <laughs> no, how dare you suggest okay. it? Sir, 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 sir! Please put your fruitsy <laughs> away, please. Uh, but what I won't put away is Dave Grimma. Dave Grimma, check us in, buddy boy. How you? How you doing? I'm all right. I the other day I was oh, uh, I was looking at some. I was in the grocery store and I was seeing uh, some fruity pebbles up on the shelf. Beautiful. I, I was thinking. They always advertise this with Fred, but like his daughter's name is Pebbles. Like, wouldn't it just be more obvious to use Pebbles to ad- advertise, or is Fred Flintstone just more marketable? Yeah, he's more uh, marketable. Second, second thing, yeah, that's but, the answer. But they did try for a long time to give Pebbles her own spinoff. They were like, and all right, there was a Pebbles and Bam Bam show. That's right, and they were like teenagers, like were I guess like yeah. adults ish. They were like well, in their Bam late Bam teens. Bam Bam got to say more than just Bam Bam. Right, he learned, <laughs> but he still dresses like very similar. And they were so that, in love. That that show had to be has been over for what now? Ten oh, years, fifteen please. years. The Simpsons, the Simpsons, Bam Bam the, the Fred's dude. You t- you're going no, Flintstones. way too. Well, old. I'm just Flintstones saying, is old. The cereal has outlasted the show. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Um, <laughs> I was like, at some point, I'm like, my kids just know them as the, that's they they make cereal and vitamins. To right? be fair, like, if Cartoon like, Network didn't Flintstones seen... vitamins, that's another market there. Wow, look at that when, stream. Why was Flintstones canceled? It was canceled. In 2012? Oh, here, comes, here comes the Googling portion of the podcast. The first time... That's a 12? Flintstone series. Oh, no, no, no. They tried to get a new series from Seth MacFarlane in 2012, but it was canceled. Oh. I remember the movie, and I remember liking the movie with John Goodman. Wow, 166 episodes. That. And Rick Moranis was Fred, <laughs> and at the end, they created no, cement. Barney, you mean? Oh, who's the... Who's the Fred friend? was John Barney? Goodman. Oh, yeah, so the friend. And they wore those big things. I remember. Mark, you wanna you wanna ask me? Uh, we wanna guess when the Flintstones stopped being a cartoon, like officially? Officially? Uh, can I take a guess? Uh, I'm gonna go with 2002. Oh. Am I really close or really far? 2002, you think, was when the Flintstones proper ended? Proper ended. Okay, Dave. Still on. Uh, 98. <laughs> Okay. Ninety-eight. If I'm not mistaken, the Bam Bam show lasted one season, and that was Pebbles and Bam Bam uh, went for a year, 1971-1972. Uh, the the Flintstone right Comedy Hour lasted until 1972-1973. The new Fred and Barney show was 1979, and that didn't last beyond that. Yeah, I think it's it was all like in the 70s. Is yeah, like it didn't get the Flintstones the, are from the 70s. Yeah, we I mean, only like, know about it because of Cartoon Network. are from the 70s. Yeah, but we, but I knew, we, I knew that, but I thought maybe they, they there were attempted spinoffs that lasted, like yeah. past Whoa. that. Mark's not like, okay. You take the Jetsons movie was like pretty new, and the right. Jetsons movie came out in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Early 90s. 90s. I remember that because I was like, oh my god, it's so finally happening. I was thinking happening. if Hanna-Barbera was still making at least the Jetsons movie, that maybe they were still trying to make Flintstones. I feel Flintstones like my properties? my all my concept of when is what is, is now Flintstones yeah. had such no a understand. huge popularity burst because of Cartoon cartoons Network. are mad old. Yeah, they're that old. But we were but able to ride. 
But we were able to grow up with them because of Cartoon Network. I'm telling you, it was kind of it's kind of great if you think about it. Whoa. Like, yeah, my mind is blown right now. Yeah, blown right. It's I mean, old. Yeah, and it was just a play on uh, the Honeymooners, right? So yeah, oh, that's another. So wait, <laughs> Dave, another layer. Go on. Is that was that the whole? <laughs> that's all. Yeah, yeah it's just well, about cereal. Well, I was also thinking when it came to the vitamins. If, it, if I was thinking of the vitamin, a vitamin pill is kind of a more futuristic thing. I wonder if they ever tried to make Jetsons vitamins instead of Flintstones vitamins, or they just thought. Do you no, think Flintstones they didn't... are just way more marketable? Nah, see, Flintstones were more common, man, and Jetsons were more, like, uppity, like, rich people thing. No, he's so. a middle-class man. Yeah, like, that was the <laughs> whole makes, joke about the show, is that they weren't... Markets. They were living this futuristic life, but they weren't, like, top-of-the-line... Top I paychecks. love that movie, that the the Jetsons movie where they like doing that mining thing and with the grungies. Like, oh my god, I love that movie. Wow. The grungies are so cute. You both have a much better recollection of the plot of that movie than I do. And I remember the the daughter like got really like romantically involved with Judy? some like rock star guy. I remember that yes, Judy. Yeah, Judy. And, oh, that's yeah. She goes to that mall and she meets that that guy. <laughs> yeah, and there's like a guitar thing and there like, was that song around. and it was good. I it was stuck in my head. Uh, not now. But when it was a thing, recently, what it was, the- <laughs> it's it's a song that if I heard, I'd be like, "Yep, that's that song." That's that but- song. There we go. Mm-hmm. Well, this was a nice. Love. I don't know. This was a nice trip down memory lane. I'm glad we corrected this. Dan. Hey, bud. How you doing, buddy boy? Do I sound faster? Is my are my megahertz more clear? I mean, you sound the same. Like, you sound no, like the no, kid no. from uh, from Willy Wonka. Am I coming in clear, Mike TV? Oh, Mike TV. That's right. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you for asking. I did build a new computer. Um, yeah, you did. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I, I was like, I think all the games that I played before, it was more for my other stuff. Like, my computer was buckling under the pressure of streaming and recording. Mm. So it was like, I can't, I can't, I can't. So I was like, all right, all right, all right. I took it out back. It's like Alexa <laughs> and it talks to you. It just. <laughs> I'm not doing well, Dan. So that was my big weekend project. And I still know how to build computers without wasting, without breaking them and destroying the money that I spent on them. I feel like the process is pretty straightforward, but then Thanks. it's always like if something goes wrong, it, yes. it's like, all right, I got to start. For, it's like it turns into like a 12 hour thing. It could be. I guess that's the part I was able to skip. I, I have experienced that. My original computing building career started with me like gutting our family computer. Nice. And my mom was like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I guess I should have asked you for this. And she was like, and I was like, don't worry, I'm building us a better one. And she was like, "Uh, you're grounded. (laughs) (laughs) And these many years later. But yeah, that's it, man. I'm trying to, I still haven't really committed to a new game yet. Sort of just living my life, playing Destiny 2. Yeah. You're playing a game called Life? (laughs) The Destiny 2. I'm doing okay with the Life game. I'm leveling up okay in that. Going to school, get a job that's cool. Uh, what is this? What is that? That's what that, that's what that deep saw. Get lucky in the game of life. Wow. No one? No. <laughs> no one's I'm got impre- that in their holster at all times? That's two things that I'm just impressed that either of you Mark, have in your when, storage when banks. do you think they made the original game board game of life? That's an old board game. That's got to be... game of life board 50, game. Who made it? Milton Bradley? 54. Uh, is this just a tastemaker episode where we're just going to keep losing <laughs> each other? 70, 76. Um, no, oh my god. Old. No way. How old Did is I get it? the game of life? Hold 1912. on. 1912. Hold on. <laughs> it was made in the depression. No. 
The Game of Life was originally created in 1860 by Milton no. Bradley as the checkered Game of Life and was the first game created by Bradley, a successful lithographer. What? How the game's, old? 18? The game... Whoa. Like we many 19th century... We're like Jon Snow out here. <laughs> the 1960s version is the one you're thinking, and then it goes to the 80s, and then the right. one that came out in 2017. So it was updated. The most recent one came out in 2017. All they did was they included pegs and squares for acquiring pets, because mm. I guess it's less popular to have kids, more popular to get a dog and a cat. It was probably um, more like, the, the original one was probably more like Oregon Trail. It's like, you got dysentery. I can't believe it was originally published hundred and sixty one. Like, one of years the big ago. things for me with the game of life is they always change like it goes back and forth between between whether or not getting a career without going to college gets you more money or mm. not. They paint that like, picture. Right. Like I think in the in the seventy nineteen seventies one that I used to play, going the university route was less lucrative. I think they I added mean, trade schools and stuff now, which makes sense. It's a little bit more diverse. It's like you want to go to trade but, school, but cool. it was like it was like university this way and lawyer this way. It was like, huh? You gotta learn lawyer on the streets. Yeah, you gotta learn in, the, learn in the court. You gotta, settle, <laughs> you gotta settle debates between the the people living their lives. <laughs> so, Wasn't that no? I was thinking. I always get my Abraham. Anyone Lincoln who passes separate. the bar can be a lawyer. A lawyer, a law term boy. Um, well, I hope your computer works out for you. Oh yeah, now. it's computer's going well. I think I'm gonna. I'm officially saying Ghosts, Go, Ghost of Tsushima will be my next game for sure. I, I we gotta, like, we gotta play the the multiplayer. Maybe I'm holding off because we're still playing. It takes two, which I'm enjoying very much with you. I I, I am I'm smitten with I'm, that game. I hope we can play after the really, podcast. Though, I was really impressed um, with some of the later boards. Like the early board, I was like, "Yeah, I'm glad I'm not one of the two people playing." <laughs> and then, huh? like, I'm like, "It's gotten a lot better." Yeah, well, like, like there was like one early junk stuff, like just going through the vacuum cleaner and stuff. I was like, "That's this looks boring." That looked. There boring. was one part where Mark was like, "Dan, stop, look around," and I was like, just "Oh my god, it. I'm experiencing the game like I'm Mark. He's gonna make me love video games." Don't I'm just saying, you gotta love a good night around. sky. Anytime, like night sky sky boxes. Come on, hey, that's your oh, thing. No. That's our. There's a game that I might suggest this podcast. That has a very nice night sky. It's a 2D game, but I'm just saying it's on the list. You know, maybe. I'm sure it's not as good as the sky box. One of the top three sky boxes of all sky boxes, Shadow of the Colossus. Beautiful. Chef's the only way I'm playing that is if you watch me. You have to watch. I glad. I will gladly watch you play that. Game. I just know the I, spoiler, so it's like. Yeah. <laughs> But it's the, it's the... You have to experience <laughs> it. It's the, oh. the, the journey, as they say. But we'll, That's a we'll good reserve that. It's anyway, a speaking of journeys and swishing around my fancy drink, Marcus, please enlighten us with your recent Are you drinking a uh, side note? Are you drinking uh, a jar? A jar with a screw top, as you say. He has a ah, mason jar type top. class. Nice. You were here. I don't know, but I did like... I, you I didn't did take your, inventory your of my glassware? <laughs> Nah, I could tell a lot about a person by their glasses. These are Anne Marie's. Oh, interesting. This is my wife's jaws. I inherited them in the marriage. (laughs) But uh, my updates, I wrote them down. Three quick things. One, I finish Itchy Tasty, the the history of Resident Evil. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, not great. Did you learn anything new? I did. Um... It's just for the uninitiated. It was this um, 
it was basically a kickstarted book which i kickstarted and i never kickstart books um and it was basically the oral history of resident evil from its inception and the book goes until uh four comes out and i i definitely like learned stuff it was interesting seeing like i didn't it's like something's like you you hear about, but then they don't like doesn't like sink in like how Resident Evil Two was like canceled first, and there was like that version that never came out. There was a version yeah. of that for Resident Evil Four that never came out. Um, Do you I, recall oh. the book saying anything about Devil May Cry's Inception? Yeah, and like then there was that whole thing about like them trying to now really take advantage of like all the success. So it's like, that's where that came out. That's where Dino crisis came out. Um, Onimusha, how it all was kind of built on the same thing. I thought the interviews and all the stuff like Mikami, especially like, cause he was like present throughout the whole thing. Mm -hmm. I thought it was good and informative. It was a little safe. And I definitely think like I skipped down on the, the resident evil boss fight book because I knew this was coming. So I'm curious to see how they would line up. I thought it was, it, it, it's a good read if you're interested in like Resident Evil, mm-hmm. but I, I didn't feel like it was like, like a Jason Schreier, like behind the scenes, like, Ooh, that's spicy. Um, so it was just kind of like, just a nice read. Good. Um, near replicate. I played a few hours in. It's not bad Sequel at all. To near automata. Prequel. <laughs> but follow up game. It's the follow up game. It came out. I think it was a PS3 game, and the it had like a that word is automata. Automata. I never know because whenever I say one word, of the word I hear the other. Yeah, it's like a lot of people call it automata. I thought Ron it was Chan, automata. Like, first the stereo. It's uh, it, well, it's an automata, automaton, and it's automata. Worked it out. I took a, I, I'm I took with a course you. in automata. He took a course in it, but See, not a when course he was playing in the game of life, and he went the path of school. He got that in his skill set. Automata? Is it? Automata. Machine learning? I lost the thread. Anyway, whatever it is. Hit the the T. But um, I liked Automata or Amata, depending on how you two minutes mana. (laughs) Automata, Automata. I'm definitely not, I'm not like an evangelist for that game. I I thought it was good. Ron Dan Chan loves that game. Yeah, that's why I brought Ron up earlier. It's like, he loves that game. Some people really like it. And it is really cool because the, the near thing is, when you beat the game, you don't actually beat the game. It's you then, go through it again, right? You go through it again with another character, but it's not the same thing. So you, you might skip to a different part. You might get new parts. You might see the same parts from a different perspective. So it's I cool how like they kind of twist the story. Yeah. With Replicant, I was kind of prepared for the same thing. I was like, okay, like I know what they're going to end up doing. The combat is is good. It it feels. I was I played it after playing Disco Elysium, so I really wanted something like give me something fast and fluid. And the combat is definitely that. It just felt like kind of an old game. The wor- It takes place like far future. It's like thirty five hundred. Um. So the world is kind of like stark and weird, which it's there's not a lot. It feels really empty, which kind of works for the story. But the story was just. I was not interested and it was a little cringe um, okay. in like well, a, a bad way. And it was actually the, the bit, my biggest takeaway from it, it just, it strikes me how, I don't know if you guys do this, but like when I'm trying to decide what game I want to play, mm-hmm. the number one factor, usually the, it's actually it's still the one B factor. How long does this game take to finish? Mm-hmm. Am I in, do I have the headspace for a 20 hour, a five hour, a 50 hour? And 
that's a long game. Replicant, I think it's like somewhere between 60 and 80 to do. Did you beat it? Like, no, because I, I gave up after like four or five because I mm-hmm. wasn't enjoying it enough that I was like, I don't got I a 40, I don't got a 50 best, in me yeah, yeah. for this. If it was 20, I'd be like, yeah, I, I, I could do this. But I just, you know, it's you got to listen to yourself. Check on my yeah. phone. It's time to play games at night. I'm thinking, what else could I do? Maybe I should do something on my computer. It's like, I just have to listen to my signs. It's like, no, nah, I'm not into this. I've I've got Scarlet Nexus. And Is that how you're feeling about it? I think, no, I haven't even started it yet. But I think that I'm, I'm like, trying to make sure my headspace is right for it. Because I, I'm I really think that's for it a to have thing. that yeah. hurdle. Like, play what you want to play. But then, yeah. there's, you know, because it's the flip side of it. It's like, I'm playing Destiny 2 for, you know, every yeah. night, all the time. It's, like, I, always that kind of balance. There's so much there. I was talking to Vin about that. And he was like, dude, I can't commit. I'm like, you know, I don't even feel like I'm committing anymore. I'm just kind of, like, like, in. And I've also been enjoying other games lately too so yeah I feel it's about finding that it's balance, weird yeah. It, it, yeah it's a whole thing but the last thing i i played my two podcast games for next season so i'm set to go and then because also because i'm done. going away yeah, yeah i'm like well i gotta play the other games yeah but um so i have this kind of like a few days between i don't want to start anything big i went back to returnal stop and i i, you, I you've you get that us. flat i think so i mm. mean Right now, the biggest thing is I have to just keep playing to get the stupid ciphers. They pat the the reason I thought it's like maybe I could do is they patched it. There was one audio log that was like famous for like being really really hard to get, and they patched it so it appeared more often. And literally my first one, I got it. And I was like, okay. So really now, all I have to do is I have to get the one for like maxing out to thirty the level proficiency, and then I have to do a daily challenge. But the biggest thing is just running the boards now. And it's a reminder, like, those stupid runs are so long. It's like, it's like, oh, you know, I want to get to bed. Let me just start a run. It's like two hours later. I'm like, <laughs> so I ran through it one day. Six matches of Overwatch. I mean, that's, that's kind of always the equivalent. So it's just like, that's. I wasn't even thinking it, about how I would translate to Destiny time. Uh, it's, it's a lot of time. So I think what I'm going to do is I've kind of now kind of situated. It's a little block in my head because I really only want to play Overwatch when you guys are playing. So it's like, okay, that's my time. But otherwise, if I'm in the mood for, like, I just need to do something else, I'm going to plat Returnal, I'm going to plat Hades, and then just kind of this other just, like, gameplay, really centric, I can pick up, pick off, and just kind of have that in the background. And then I think, I do think Disco Elysium, I'm going to go back. I'm going to do a dex build something. I I feel like I, I get... I guess we could talk about it during that pod, but I, I feel that, like I want right my now, one Dan. experience. I'll tell you right now, Dan, if you're do not the, on our way, like, bro, we're, we're going to dump on you. I'm going do with the, the one I have. experience you want. Because you know? mine is, I feel like, already quite memorable. <laughs> I love what I saw. But don't, but you can't, you can't force it. Don't force it for our I'm just saying thing. there's something special about hitting an 8% chance miss rate. Like, I had a 92% chance to do something right, but guess what? I found a way. That's I found a way to mess that up. My tie's still hanging on that, that, uh, fan? fan. There we'll go. go back. But, but yeah, I, I, it's interesting to me to see you guys go back to play. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, is my, cause, yeah, I mean, I'm in a second playthrough. I wanted to, yeah. I'm doing a, uh, dex build. It's, it's, it's good. I like it. There's that, so much uh, different from what you're telling me, right? I see. I, it is, it is. <laughs> It's it's it's, not. it's it's a it's a the Content same picture. Wise. You're just coloring it in different. It's way. just okay. it's interesting to because we'll get into it. it. Really, we'll, we'll get into it. <laughs> pod, but I'm gonna say like it really just 
changes which voices talk to you. Got it. Yeah. But even that is, because just from the little things that happen in, when I was watching you, Dan, like, I do, I'm really curious to see how that is then going to reframe certain interactions you, you have mm-hmm. with people. Yeah. Because, like, even a lot of those decisions, I don't know if they necessarily change the narrative, but how you enter or how certain characters see you, I'm just very curious about. But we'll save it all for the Disco Elysium podcast coming next season. Now, yeah. let's dive into it, boys, before I forget. Dan. A woman alone in a house. A mystery and a love story. Explore the present to uncover the past in a short story of love and loss and a life well lived. A narrative exploration game that examines a world where memories are constantly fading and jumbled. This game is very positively received. Uh, it came out in July 20, uh, 2020, July 16th. It was developed and published by Threefold Games. And you heard me right. That was the same twice as independent publisher and mm. popular user defined text for this product are Inventual, exploration indie and a special two word tag that i think both of you can actually guess um uh, cosmology see i was a cosmetology i was like that can't be right go on um a portal in the rug Okay, so not only did neither of you use two words, one used uh, one, <laughs> one used three, but I mean, it's walking it simulator. Oh, got it right. My favorite. Go. I think these tags are solid tags. Reviews these tags. I think the five out of five. You know, mm-hmm. f- finally, that works. They heard me. But Dave, um, I read I read this from the internet. I, I googled this. I didn't oh, write sure. this. So if you could give the listener something more creative than what I said. Mm-hmm. Uh, before I forget, is a short exploration through the current mindset of SUNY Appleby or Appleby. Apple, Appleby? Anyway. I was with Appleby <laughs> on this. It's it's yeah. probably Appleby, but it's spelled Appleby. Well, maybe. Bye-bye-bye, Appleby. Ends in B-Y. We'll, we'll never know. <laughs> we'll find out. Walk around her house and explore her memories to uncover the full story of who she is now and how she got, and how she got there. Rated P. For post-it notes. I thought of you, Mark, when when I saw all those post-it notes everywhere. I was like, is this what his house is like? The house that he totally has? <laughs> no, all Molly po- would kill me. Actually, but, she's way messier than I am. Maybe she wouldn't. No, not messy. But I don't know what I would decide, Post-it note focused. Like actual whole conversations in these post-it notes. Well, depending on when those post-it notes were written, which is unclear. But, so, this was a Mark pick, and... When I was searching for a game and came across this, I knew then from the kind of reading about it was, okay, I knew what this game was basically about going in. You guys, I think, went in a little bit more... Uh, I don't know if you guys read the description or... like So, kind of, go, I, I read kind of jump again. All I knew was the title of the game. Okay. Well, Dan, were you the same way? Same. I knew... Okay. And then I think, for lack of how this might sound... Um, when I like got into looking it up and I was talking to Dave because we played it together, <laughs> two seconds into me doing that, I said, I texted him, I was like, oh, it's one of these. <laughs> oh, it's so, one of these. Yeah, kind of, kind of. But I wasn't totally wrong, but it wasn't. 
a bad thing well, either. Just... I want to I want to dive into that phrase of one of these because yeah, I yeah. definitely know what you're Let's talking do about. It. But uh, uh, well, I want to first though get into just kind of the meat of the experience. So, what was that like for you guys, kind of going into it, not knowing what the story is? You know, what were your initial thoughts of like who Sunita was and what was going on for her? I'll let Dave take this one for take take us out on this one. I mean, like it starts off and like everything's kind of like in black and white. And ish. then, like, every Yeah, black and white-ish. But, like, as you... Any memories that you kind of... Anything you pick up and read kind of, like, breathes the color back into it. And, like, I feel mm. like that's, like... It, like... You know, an analogy for what's firing in her brain. And, mm. like, what's... what mm. You know, eliciting, like, this is more important. Or this is eliciting some memories. And it, I thought it was interesting to see how it paints the house as you go. So um, did you, this whole idea of memory, did you feel like you picked up pretty quickly that there's something going on with her? Yeah. Um, okay. It was I mean, almost, like, yeah. <laughs> I knew I knew the whole story in five minutes. Oh, okay. We both did. And, yeah, and yeah. we both like were like, is about dementia, she said. And, um, <laughs> or she doesn't even know that she said kind of thing. I was yeah. like, uh, and I actually I'm like, thought oh, it was no, Dylan's dead and she doesn't know it. The, <laughs> it was like, it was like <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. To that, and I started digging for other genres this game might flip on us because I yeah we were we got really intrigued by like how it felt like PT when she had to pee and like mm. it was just like oh no like she was like every it's you, keep trying, the house is yeah. you keep trying different doors and you just keep ending up in that closet yeah can well, you so, yeah um, yeah Mark I know I was gonna say so as you guys kind of picked on to this how did you really feel then about the the way physically the game is playing to kind of convey this because you know there's the narrator you know clearly through the narration who you could see okay she's struggling to understand what her situation is who she is what her circumstances are but then mm. mechanically the game does do things like that where like dave you were saying it things are kind of appearing to like she's remembering them the structure mm. of the house does change so then it's the kind of mm. stuff that she's kind of forgetting where she is in the house what she should be doing did you guys think that was effective did that did that kind of built in a sense of i'm feeling what she's feeling as opposed to kind of like this is just annoying Hmm. i don't know because i'm used to walking sims doing this at this point i'm used to this Mm. this method of storytelling it didn't surprise me and didn't take me out of the experience either you know uh but did did you find it effective I, I, the most effective moment was when she was rushing to the bathroom. That mm-hmm. was when I felt the most things. Not to say that I didn't feel for the story, but like as a player, I felt urgent. I felt scared, and I also felt like lost. And mm-hmm. I, I like, I like the, the the morphing house. I thought that was interesting. I don't know if I ever understood. Um, the whirlpool rug situation. Mm. You know, um, I don't know if I looked away and when there was some sort of reveal, but it just seemed like um, a shortcut for them to not allow you to access the dining room too early. I honestly, I kind of feel the same way. I can't think. Like, I guess if I could squint and turn my eyes, you know, certain ways, I could kind of maybe make something about. Um, you know, like literally a hole in her memory or something like well, that's just something, this idea of scary unknown I, and that's I the wonder, way it manifests. But I honestly, I kind of felt the same way. It was kind of like, this just seems like it's a wall there to prevent you from getting to that spot. 
too early. At, but then why wouldn't the, they just put a wall? At the risk of um, yeah, I don't know grasping at straws. I wonder if that was a reference towards something about dementia that we don't know about. Like maybe certain patterns mm. make people feel certain things, and maybe that rug was a certain pattern because it's fine later, but she's mm. not. Yeah. So I don't know. You might be right. I might be grasping at straws, but I do wonder if that's, like, a thing. Because she was horrified of it. It was like, a, I'm scared of this. I can't fall yeah. through it. But see, like, there's nothing else in the game. Like, I... That was one of the things I, I was really impressed with it by. Because, you know, well, and I want to talk a little bit more about, like, a game as a... A game as a... a like, a simply as a message as opposed to mm-hmm. just kind of being a game. Um, I, I was just so impressed with the way they were... Because the way they were really able to kind of convey her... You know, because when we we hear dementia, when we think about what yeah. that is, we understand it, but it's hard for us then to really kind of conceptualize yeah. what it, would that really be like. What would that and, feel like? I wonder. One of the another aspect of that would be um, in in the game. There are times when you come to doors that are locked. If this is her house, why are any of these doors locked? Yeah, and and like there's a lot of little things and, like and that, they're, and they're openable later, right? And they're doing things like, you know, because there's several times in the game where you're able to kind of sit and just the music is playing as like this whole like haunting mm. melody as we'll get to a little bit of the story later. But, you know, how much time is passing? What day is it? Who, you know, mm. Maria, her, her caregiver calls at one point, but I'm like, is she ever going to show up? But like the reality of the game does feel a little That's like- hazy. Dan's pet peeve in Walking Sims. He's like, when do you let me see another person? Yeah. Well, I always see like I always think that's interesting then because you could usually then suss out is this a game where you are going to encounter somebody or not? Mm. Because I remember very specifically Firewatch. Yeah. When you in the beginning sequence where there's those two girls and you're really mm. far away yelling at them, you don't see them, and I'm like, okay, this game is not going to show you anybody, and that's why I will always bang on the table for Turing test. Because Turing Test is a game I'm like, okay, I don't see Buddy in this game. And there's that one puzzle where you see somebody running in the distance going into a door. And I was like, <gasps> I know yeah. nothing about That's this right. world. That um, also but, was memorable to me. And that made Turing Test a horror game for me. Yes. But this game, <laughs> though scary, I, I kind of always saw it. I, I think definitely in that P sequence, that was... It's not even that. It's with the P sequence, and, and then there was the times where she's calling out for Dylan and she's hearing the piano. I just felt a lot of times playing it, I just felt so sad and alone. Yeah. And I just was, really, yeah, really like, had just home feel like so that. bad for her because you know that she... Like, you know that so much time has passed and she has no idea. Yeah. And, and just... She, yeah. That, you know, that these notes are either you or your caregiver have left for you to try and help. And yet she's like blowing them off half the time. Yeah. And there's the other little things too. Like, um, I remember there's one of like the nights in about like, uh, it's one from Dylan, like, uh, there's the, I love you one though. He hasn't seen it yet. And then the one with, he hasn't seen it yet. Cause he would have put the, the heart or the, yeah. yeah. And then there's the other one about meeting him at the bistro, which is like, Oh, I gotta get my makeup on. So, it's yeah. conceivable that these things have been sitting there for a long time. And yeah. then as she's going through her emails and you, and you get a little things about her backstory. Mm-hmm. I, I just, that was just one of the things that I, I think just a, such a huge check mark for me as a success, where it's, I really, mm-hmm. I could watch something about a woman experiencing dementia and I could see it, but there was really something about being in control of it and being, especially with the PC, like I just felt it. 
And that's what I thought it was just on that level, kind of, at least in my eyes, a kind of a successful thing about conveying not only about a character and her story, but an experience that this person having and kind of bring it to that next level. Um, I want to talk a little bit now it's kind of about Sunita and what her story is and what her background was. Um, so she is this cosmologist, uh, Dylan, her husband was a pianist and slowly you're kind of figure out more about their lives and kind of the circumstances. Um, eventually it turns into this thing where you find out that, uh, he dies in a car crash. It was spurred on by this argument about whether to have kids or not. He wanted kids. She did not. She, she basically, they, they got married. They had their relationship. They were under the, the, uh, it seems like they were in the agreement that they would have kids in the future and he right. was ready to settle down and she had basically just wanted to double down on her career. She's like... He, they he, both set up goalposts and she kept putting the goalposts further down the road. Yeah, and it was interesting just a little... Like, I, I went through it twice just to kind of... After I played that initial time and then once this morning just to kind of like, okay, let me Jeez. reacclimate myself. So sad. And Do that to yourself that. again. Yeah. A little bit. But... So he's, for, he's just trying to feel just trying to, feel, I'm just trying to break <laughs> through the darkness in my heart. Um, but for her, there was, I remember a really telling line. It was something along the lines of he asked, uh, Dylan asked her, it's like, you know, if you could time travel or where would you go to? And she, and she, her answer was, I would just want to be here and here in the present now. Right. And mm-hmm. like, that's always kind of been her outlook on things. She is very mm-hmm. much here and into her career, which then makes it, even the more tragic that she loses her memory is unable to, to, to do her job. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was that I didn't really, I guess I knew about it, but it made me think a little bit more. Then there's the other thing where she finds a letter from Dylan when he was on one of his tours, he had to get hospitalized for fatigue and it's like, all oh, the papers are blowing it out of proportion. She's like worried about him. So you don't really get to know it all the end, but you can get the sense that his career is one that's definitely taking a, more, a toll on him versus for her where she's, she feels like it's for in her eyes much more purposeful and that was actually the mm-hmm. the and last thing she said to him was right. my job means something right. and yeah. he storms out and then or something gets like skeleton. something about it being important yeah yeah so yeah. what i want to ask you guys is you kind of unwrap the story and got all these little bits and pieces of it did you find the story as itself engaging and interesting or did it always feel overshadowed by this is a game about dementia and that really is the number one and sunita and who she is is kind of the b as opposed to the thing that's the fir- the thing in the the forefront i think it was a good reminder that kind of like dementia can like happen to um anyone and like i think sometimes when you see especially in movies or whatever, when you see a character who's old and maybe has dementia, like that like seems to be their whole character and not like no one ever really delves into who they were before that. Right. right. And I feel like this game trying to remind you like this, this person was, was achieving things. They're on the cover of whatever time magazine or whatever it was. Oh, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, 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 Newsweek. Yeah. You know, yeah. She was a big deal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So and you so you thought sufficiently though that this is a story like if somebody like the the shorthand this is a game about dementia but did you feel like the story took enough of a step forward that it, it's it stood out on its own? I think it's a story about dementia, but it it's also rem- in a way it's reminding you that those are people. 
Yeah. Not just like it was successful. Part dementia was like the pen for the story, and it told you this tale about kind of like what might have, what their life was like beforehand. I, I have a, I guess a running theory that we talked about a little bit earlier that her dementia might have been accelerated to the point that it was at because of her grief. In mm. a sense, I feel like that final loss, even though yeah. she does state that she forgets who she was at one point. Um, yeah, because she looks at her picture and she's like, right. that can't and she's be like, me. that's not me. But also, like, when she's talking to Dylan about yeah. how she forgot who she was, in a sense. So, like, maybe it was, like, that was a form of it coming through and that's sort of, like, why mm. she sidelined mm. her family goals. Like, she literally forgot them, in a sense, and just focused on herself. Uh, um, yeah. A little bit of a stretch, but I also wonder, like, because she did say that, like, I forgot who I was. Um, yeah. And that's and, why we're here now. Right. So, like, and I think that, that kind of works on a, a couple different. So that, that actually makes me think about the whole star thing, because, you know, she literally could have any job and they purposely decided that she is a cosmologist. She studies the stars and just the concept. Like, there's this whole sequence where she's remembering her aunt and her how her mm. aunt taught her about the stars. So I was trying to think about, like, why this, and I thought it kind of worked because I was thinking, like, you know, when you're looking at the stars, you're looking at these these things that are really, really far away, and, the, you know, there's so much time in between. It's, like, almost like you might be, you know, there's that whole saying, it's, like, you're looking, looking into the past. The past. So yeah. I thought that kind of worked as a really nice parallel to the whole story. It's, like, all these mm -hmm. things are the, her stars that she's looking through her past. Mm -hmm. yeah. And just how... It's beautiful in a sense where, like, she is able to, you know, to have the point where she met in Amsterdam and, like, mm -hmm. when they met on tour in Chicago. And you get these, you know, all accompanied by these beautiful piano pieces about these really beautiful moments that she she's able to kind of just remember and relive. But then on the flip side of it, um, you know, just think about that end sequence with Dylan, like, forgetting that he's dead. And just, like, that's... It's almost like something like you would have like Dante's Inferno. Like that's a layer of hell. It's like, what is the worst, worst, worst thing you can experience? And then it happens. And then because of your condition, you forget it and have to relive that realization. Right. Or you're like, you can't even like, you know, recover. There was, because there was one other scene. There was a scene at the beginning of the game. I don't know if it was like this when you first enter the room, but mm -hmm. there's a, a cock board or a cork board. I never know the difference with, um, I think it's corkboard with post-it notes on it that say, find Dylan. And then they're scratched oh. out and there's dozens of them. Oh, that's and later in the game when you come back to that room. But right? I, I don't know if that was there beforehand. That's the thing I'm not sure about because we didn't look up. We were staring at the desk the whole well, time. Well, that kind of works. Unpaid gas bills. He's like, I was uh, trying to open that. I wanted to see what the bills. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, that goes um, with the whole Peaches things, where it's like you can then kind of get the sense she's writing notes to herself. But it's almost kind of like, um, what was that movie that went backwards? Back um, to the Future. No. Memento? Benjamin Memento. Button. Thank you. Oh. Where, you know, like, what is important? Writing moments. <laughs> writing post-its to yourself. Dave didn't like that last one. <laughs> <laughs> but then trying to, let, yeah, like, try to then have that kind of almost dialogue with yourself where it's like, you know, still leaving the post-its up there, but then kind of seeing the back and forth, it's like, the different versions of herself struggling with coming to terms with certain things. What would have been interesting is if that post-it wall accumulated post-its every time you played the game. Oh, Granted, I'm not sure if people are playing that many times, but could you imagine like you're literally reliving that whole loop? I mean, and that's, 
Yeah, and that's the kind of that idea about this whole thing. It's just this constant loop, and you know, and th- that kind of brings it to like as you're towards the end. There's that hallway scene. Oh, and that was the best scene in the whole game, to be honest. Really? Why? Uh, why? Why? It was the scariest in a sense mm-hmm. because like you didn't know when it was going to cut out next. Which again, dementia. Your, yeah. your brain is working on like limited time until it finds a spot to go back to. I guess. Um, and that was just like you were learning like more about what happened to Dylan, everything that happened to Dylan there, like his career, like, how it ended. I wanted her to stop at that carpet when he leaves the house. Mm. You wanted that to like, mean something. Like, I that wanted was, like, that a carpet to, like, to mean something. Like, like that why? was the moment. Because when... it just feels like, why is that like the wall that I can't walk past? Or right. That would have that would have that would have been excellent. Why that would have been that... nice. That would have been pretty good. Well, on that point, so when he does leave, what do you guys... And then she kind of follows him out, and she's like, this is the way I could... You know, or she doesn't say this is the way. She says, you know, I could be together with him again. The ending, yeah. What did what well, you, you guys take away from that? All right, so... She's I, just letting go, that, yeah. you know? I guess. Yeah. We, I remember when, when we finished it, I, I sort of said, like, she was deciding to die. Like, she was like... I just, just think it's like, like the end of The Notebook. You know? I didn't watch the notebook. I've never seen it. Okay. <laughs> so glad. <laughs> Sorry, leave you on this island. Dave, <laughs> Dave will remain on Notebook Island. <laughs> um, <laughs> what happened at the end of the notebook? At the end of the notebook. Spoilers uh, for the notebook. The, yeah. Um, he's he's telling a dementia patient mm. who actually is his wife, but she doesn't remember him. Right. Like the story of their relationship. You know, and as he does this, sometimes she remembers that that's them. Mm. Like not every day. Like he does this every day with her. It's like 50 first dates. Yeah. Every day with her, he's like, he he tells, he comes over like, just like as a stranger who wants to tell you some stories. Mm. And then like, eventually, sometimes she remembers that that's us. And, you know, and then they might kiss or whatever. But, like, she, like she, they kiss and then she's like, why am I kissing you? You're a stranger. Like, you know? Yeah. And then, like, uh, but at the end of the movie, like, they're, she's remembering. She knows. And they, like, decide to, like, die together. Like, they just let go, like, on a, on a bed. And they just, like, die, like, holding hands. If I remember right, that's pretty sure what happens. It sounds like the end of a movie. And that's <laughs> is, that like of... a, is that like a robot switch they have? Let's switch they, it off. That's <laughs> like, the... We can just turn off right now. <laughs> Knowing that, I would argue that this game is heavily inspired by the notebook. Because that's sort of, to me, what the ending was. Like, she, like, walks up to a angel who was probably done. Because you also want to think it. They're, on the f- they're in a flat... And that that seems almost like a, a balcony of, kind of yeah oh, something. Oh no! I don't know. I Wait, don't know. so are you saying that she jumped off of the building? Well, because there's two ways to look at it. If she feels like she, this is the way we can be together, that's the she, a, that's, she kills what, that's how the game ended. No, that's it. I mean, <laughs> the other way to maybe think option? about it is just the acceptance of it, but knowing she's gonna have she has dementia or realizing what happened, who she is. The, what's the reality is she's gonna forget that he's dead again and feel like he's I there. I think I think you nailed it. I think she walked off the balcony. It's possible to um, go very get sad him. If she did. <laughs> the game's already sad. Like it's, it's pretty sad. <laughs> the game's pretty sad. Like when we were done, we weren't mad that we played it. We were just. I had a nightmare, by the way, about a car crash last night. Thanks. 
Um, you know what's that's not funny, but Molly was just at dinner with coincidental. a friend, and she and she said, oh, "I'll check in with you by this time to let you know what time you know I think I'm gonna get home." And there was no reception, and oh. she just I'm like, "Hey, are you alive?" And she just didn't respond, and I'm like, "She's dead." Like that's the only logical explanation. I have to now be a solo parent. How am I gonna do this? These are the things that are going through my head. I'm like, yeah, I'm supposed to record before I forget tonight. What would be the odds that this is this? These are the things that I think about. Um, but I don't know. I feel. I guess there is that interpretation of it. It's left ambiguous, I think, purposefully because that's kind of a. I'm glad that there. Now that we're talking about it, I'm glad that there's something up for interpretation because I originally just thought what I thought it was in the notebook where she just decided to die. Which I guess is that, but less suicide, more magical. Yeah, it's like how do you going it's, with the angel? It's this game promoting die. suicide because it, the ending. No, I think it's promoting feel like... it. I don't think it promoted anything that this game did. I wouldn't say that the game just because it depicted a thing means it's promoting it. I wouldn't say that. No, it's just I don't know. Like the, I didn't get like a like a darkness tone from the ending. So I don't know. It feels. It's open it to feel- interpretation, but that sounds right. There. Like, because right. that's the only time it shows her on a balcony. Also, I guess it's curious because, like, you're on the ground floor for most of the game. When do you go upstairs? Through that hallway? Like, when does that happen? See, I don't even know them. See, because that's the thing, too. It's like, it seems like you're on a balcony, but how do you You might get just to be that on balcony? a patio. I don't know. I don't you know. get there after, that's where you wind up after the best scene of the game, which is the hallway scene. Mm. Um, and you learn about dylan's passing and then you confront dylan's memory and that's the end of the game um maybe the house the front porch where you where the mud room where you see the overdue bills is on ground floor but the house is on a hill and the other side it's actually a a flight up the house on something because like when you were in the kitchen you never went to stairs but you look down across the street and it looks like you're high yeah, that's why I'm a little... Well, I see, maybe we didn't really take a lot from that mud room. Maybe, yeah. Well, besides the physical... She definitely goes I got upset every yeah. time Dan touched the teacup. I was like, no, you're gonna, we're going to stay there forever see? again. Uh, that's ti- that's, why, why, that's one thing I don't understand. What was that mechanic for? Was there a reason uh, for it to be night or day? This is why her gas bill so high, because she just leaves the t- tea on the, forever. The tea kettle, I, for the listener, um, acted as a rest... So you would stand well, yeah, there with it, and time would pass. Yeah, because there's that. There's you sitting at the computer desk. I think it's it was just really more to convey like time becomes really meaningless in this kind of state where mm-hmm. because you're forgetting. It's like how long? How long have I been here? You can't even tell. You do a thing, and then suddenly it's like yeah. eight hours later. But you're like, wait, exactly. Um, yeah, <laughs> but like she doesn't realize it's been eight hours. That's why right. you know, like mm-hmm. when she sits there for the dinner, and the the lights get low, and she's just sitting there by herself. Um, I want to kind of bring this to, to kind of this idea of a an issue game. Um, you know, like we have movies and shows and things like, okay, this is about this. And this mm-hmm. is the story where you're trying to convey this. Games, for the most part, I think it's fair to say there's not a lot of issue games. Like there are mm-hmm. games that are, are telling stories and the issues mm-hmm. come up. But like, so things I was just writing down, uh, one of your past podcast favorite guys static speaks by name oh, um, that's that's what i thought of with this and there was like a moment when they're static and i was like i'll kill him i'll kill him but he did it again it. um i played a game and i forget how i heard it. i think it was like emily v gordon brought it up there's a game called depression quest which is basically just about depression um mm-hmm. 
there's not but then there's there's not too many games where it's really about the issue and and the, the I mean, game Gone is home is very much but like, see like it's like it's about multiple issues yeah it's the thing like and even the like for gone home i would never hesitate to say it's a story about the sister and her coming to terms with her sexual identity Sexuality. yeah and also the, that fight with your parents about it yeah, and you know, it's, it's like about it's about that struggle of like really powering through to express yourself, right? So like, I I that is a game where I feel, and it's it's it's, it's a nice corollary, but like I'll never hesitate. Like Gone Home is like a game; it's a story that brings stuff up. Where I think partly having to do with the length is kind of a big thing. Like it, it felt like always this game is about dementia. And this is this like you're gonna say like dementia's the pen. Is Hellblade about psychosis? See, but like, even we think about Hellblade, Hellblade it, has though? the gameplay. It is, will, but gameplay has got a war. You know, but but it, yeah, but it has the combat. It has the details about the the world because it's not like our world. It's got that weird Norse mythology. Yeah, it's got a lot of like stuff you, going on. This game really feels like it's about the dementia, which is fine, and I think it it's it's cool that these sort of things are there because again. At least I'll speak from my own personal experience with it. Like, this is was a a really useful thing when you think about empathy and building empathy. It's like you can understand what dimension is, but this was a way to really feel it. Do you guys feel like we need more of these games, or do you think it, it would be more? Because it's hard to sell people on dementia. It's like do you want to play a game about uh, well, dementia. Well, let's let's be real. They sold a game about a story. Right, and and they 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 I think the well go ahead finish your question. Well, yeah. I would say like you, but see like I kind of almost struggle with like they gotta sell you on the story of it, but like I wonder if even they if that was even necessary. Like, could more games come out and just be like, this is a game about racism, uh, like, they, like it's yeah. like because and also the other thing about it is it's super short. It's, it tells you in the beginning, play this in one sitting, but it because it really. At least yeah. the way I felt about it, it's like this is this game is a one punch. That's all it's right. got, and we want you just to take the whole punch in one thing. Mm-hmm. Would more developers benefit from that thought process as opposed to trying to weave different gameplay mechanics? Um, if they really want to get across a thing, could they just say this is a game about the thing? You know, like, you know. I think just, you, I think I think you when you're trying to tell a story and you're trying to do something, I think you need to. Try the medium that speaks to you, and if you want to tell a story in a video game, then you do that. Right. Right. Like, if like, having your players, I think players it's a good sep- way to, to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, coattailing on that, having having your player segue, seg. Wow, having your player um have to step through the things that you're trying to say. Like, you can read this, sure, but I want you to feel this, mm-hmm. and if the I if the feeling this happens from playing through it, doing a thing like, for example, in the last of us, when we watch our characters do things that are uncharacteristic, but we still have to hit the button. Mm. That's to me when the developer saying, no, 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 you're, you're part of this. Now you're in on this. You are doing this. Like, so you can learn what it is to be in the position that the character's in. And even if you don't agree with it, this is what's happening. Um, and I think that that's, yeah, mm. that's one games like this benefit. So maybe the same kind of feelings and thoughts could have been 
express in a game a little bit more like Gone Home, where it is a little bit more robust. Not that there are puzzles, but there are things to discover. Because this game is really, really straightforward. They're re- it's kind of just what you see in front of you is what you yeah. get. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think Gone Home had more going on because, it, like Dave said earlier, it was covering more than um, homophobia. It was covering more than depression. It was covering a lot of things. Pretty much the whole package of, of being that person. Yeah, and they're trying to hide it in like, a, a like, oh, it might be a horror game, you know. Yeah. See, but like, when you think about comparing these two games, again, Gone Home was like a a big deal. It's the like opus when, when it comes out. to this genre, I would say. Like, so it's kind of like the bar. So I guess just coming back again, like, do you guys think this game could have been more effective if it was in a more robust package as opposed to being, here it is. It, I don't know if how long you can get away with it before mm. you're like, this person doesn't have dementia. Yeah, mm. and and you we also, I mean? yeah, Dave picked up on that beat, like, within the first room. So, like, as soon as that beat hit, we were waiting for other things to drop. And if you had to wait 10 hours for that, it might have lost its its flavor really quickly. Like, how many that's more things point. were we going to learn about that she forgot? Right. Yeah, because that's really the whole thing about it. They would have had to build it in as a real gameplay element. Like, mm-hmm. you're, yeah. like if you learn how to handle the dementia... And like, like you were saying earlier, leaving notes for yourself, like no more peaches. And that helps your character not get more peaches. If and anything, it's kind of like, it really felt terrible because it just seems like it was so futile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like she clearly like, she's trying hard to be like no more peaches, but yet in the moment she's just like, you kidding me? Of course we're going to get peaches. Dylan loves peaches. We need peaches all the time in this we house. We always need peaches. The only right. problem is when Dylan eats the peach, he bites the pit. He just yeah. goes <laughs> into it and just chips his tooth. Yeah, I mean, to my own, to counter my own point, learning how to spend 10 hours and like come up with all the gotchas for your dementia, it's sort of... It been hard. Also, purpose. wouldn't that be yeah. like problematic it for like some teenage kid to play, and then like grandma gets dementia, and you're like, right, "All okay, you gotta grandma. do is this." I right. beat I beat dementia in this game. <laughs> I platinum and dementia in. You can you can kid. do it too. That is a that is a good <laughs> yeah, point. It's like, it it's would, like, can you really gamify this? Right. Yeah. So I think, I think it was just a well told story, and it I will remember it. You know, mm-hmm. um, for a multiple. Mm-hmm multiple reasons until, until i can't well oh, Dave. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well oh, sorry to, to button this up on our final feelings of it so open critic before i forget score is an 82 uh, which is definitely higher <laughs> but again because it's like we always need to balance of what the game was trying to accomplish did the game accomplish that what is the value that a numerical value we would plant on this it was higher than i thought it would get mm-hmm. i think it was reviewed by the right people um, can you share with me some of the negatives that do you have any of those listed out? Or? No, I did not. I don't because I don't want it to color any of our feelings. Yeah, if you I mean, had to, if you had to put a number on this, does eighty two feel too high, too low, or about right? I guess it feels fine. I mean, I, like from I always equate the score to grading a paper. Oh boy, here's the paper analogy, and I'm and I feel like yeah, this is a B minus for what they are trying to accomplish. You know I, what I mean. I feel exactly like the same if way, yeah. if you're like this is you know we're not gonna sell this game for a lot, you know, we're we're telling them right off the bat, we're coloring their expectation. Expect to play this in one sitting. Best done with headphones. Like, mm, right. like you're setting the user's expectation to like this is a quick story. Be prepared to 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 feel it. To, yeah. To experience it. 
I think with that in mind, so kids, t- that's the takeaway is when you're <laughs> writing a paper, set your expectations low, <laughs> set, the, set, set the, the reader's expectations low, and then you can blow them away and get a higher grade. <laughs> wow. Wow. <I'm> up. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel weird agreeing or disagreeing with a number. I know, and that's what, and that's what's always tricky about this is that this feels like a like a real topic game that it's not about yeah. entertaining. It's, such a it's about game. yeah. It's I just... could give this to my mom to play, and mm. and she'll have a. I mean, she has probably more people in her life that have. But see, but that doesn't that even that does speak something too though because it, it, it was su- yeah it was so successful at what was trying to do that we would recommend it. We didn't play it. It was like. Well, it's this also, is really yeah. rude and disrespectful no. to the idea of having dementia. It was touching and scary and weird and, and relatable. And that's a great story. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, sure, I agree with the 82. I might go up to 85 with it because, mm. you know, I'm not comparing it to Gone Home. I'm not comparing it to other games like that. I just don't find a lot of value in that. And maybe I'll say, like, if you liked X game, you might like Y game. Sure. But, like, I don't want to stack them up against each other like it's a, a boxing match i don't know yeah. i feel like that's weird i so. would have given i wouldn't i don't know 82 is a little high because like 80 i mean i, I would have been more like flat 80, yeah, flat 80. like well. maybe maybe 79 but oh, flat 80 i feel just good, to keep though. it flat in check 80. i feel like 79 to get a little uh, 79 a, little. a b plus is definitely like try a little harder and b minus you were right there I think I think eighty two. I think feels feels about right as I drop my pen on the floor. Ah, it's my favorite pen. Right. It went under the tower. It's gone forever. That's um, you could just so. lift up your computer. Not not right now. I can't <laughs> do it. I dare well, you. Well, uh, during the recording, <laughs> let's put a button on it before I forget. I won't forget it. I thought it was very memorable. Memorable experience. Not happy, but memorable. And in the the honor of before i forget i forgot to prepare <laughs> this tastemaker all right so wait it's the trivial tastemaker trivial tastemaker it's time a current scoreboard as we prepare uh dave clinching position he is in the clinch and maybe that's what this was well you still could have clinched but dave has three dan has one mark zilch dave as he told us first time in podcast history the person preparing the tastemaker has forgotten it's almost ironic quite frankly wouldn't you say a little bit as he moves into standing position. This it's time hard. for game show host Dave. Game show host Dave. <laughs> but no worries, listener, because Mark, Mark works on a sketch and he works ahead. So Mark had a tastemaker prepared for his next tastemaker. So we'll just swap positions. Yeah. Um, so this tastemaker. Listener, I'm on vacation right now and my a, brain was like, I got nothing to do. I'm, I'm impressed you have clothes I'm, on quite frankly. I'm free. <laughs> <laughs> so this tastemaker was inspired by lovely wife molly macker um mm-hmm. i was forget what the conversation was but she asked something about overwatch i'm like oh my god and i'm like yeah i've been playing a lot of tank lately and she's like i don't know what that means and then i was just like, okay so like a tank you know if somebody asked you what's a tank what would you guys say what's a tank um they are the frontline combatant who takes more dam, who has a higher health pool so they can take more damage as gamers, we understand terminology like this. Sure. And we have created this entire vocabulary. Of it's like, things okay, that are very specific. Yeah, it's like very specific things that if you ask people who don't play games, they think you're insane. 
So here's what I'm going to make you do today. I have this game I'm calling Game Vocabulary Quiz. Very original okay. thing. I have, how many did I get? 12. 12 gaming like terms <laughs> that I'm going to read you the part of speech, and I'm going to read you the definition, and I'm going to ask you, what is What's this thing? What is this term okay. that we call this thing? It's those It's those reverse uh, vocab tests. A reverse vocab, because I have to define this term. Those are so, always so much harder. This is Jeopardy. Sort of, yeah, basically. Um, requiring a beep and a boop. I believe, boop no, you said it wrong, Dan. What? This what is, is oh. Jeopardy. No, Camera vocab like, This is Jeopardy. Uh. <laughs> so you will need to buzz in for this. Would we uh, set our sounds, please? Oh. I don't know what the Jeopardy bang sounds like. I have you're already overthought. I'm, I'm doonging. I'm going I'm to say bang. Bang? Like Chandler. Okay. Um, if okay. you... I will restart reading the definition. If you would like to buzz in early, clearly you can. But if you do and you are wrong, the other person okay. gets to hear the full thing and then give a answer unfettered, one might say. I'm just going to say... I'm going to say boop. Boop? That's always a... It's always like a, it's I, a, I feel like I'm already annoyed by my own noise, so it's like, let me just... All right. Are we ready? Yeah. Here I'm ready go. to boop in. First one. This is a verb. This. Oh, and I should specify this. This all comes from the Wikipedia page of gamer vocab terms. There's tons of them. .com? Some of them I switched a little bit, just the wording, because I, I, I didn't like it. Quick, like, don't cheat, please. First um. one. Verb. The manipulation of game save states to gain an advantage during play or achieve a particular outcome. Yeah. What is save scumming? That's correct. Save scumming, which mm -hmm. I did sometimes in Disco Elysium. I know uh, because of you. <laughs> you yeah. taught me how to I be that way. I didn't even know that was a thing until you... <laughs> Until you said it the other day. Here we go. Got escapes, Mark escapes, taught. Escapes. Mark teaches. You teach us all about the dark net of gaming. The dark net. <laughs> all right. So Dan's got one. Um, and next one. Another verb. This is the act of remapping a controller in a way to include the ability to jump with a button located on the top of a controller. Boop. Dan. What is the bumper jumper? Correct. What is the bumper But you jumper? said it was a verb. Yeah. You're bumper jumping. You're you're changing the map. I didn't of say the it controller was a verb. Map. Well, it's a, your bumper jump. I'll be. I had bumper jump written down. I'll be a little lenient with the the term. But yes, bumper okay. jump. So it's a phrase then. That's okay. a phrase. Did some it's okay. of these are. I let it go, but I was like, I was like, I'm like, it can't be bumper right. jumper because that's more. That's the you know that's not a verb. That's but you're. A, it's the act of remapping a controller. Is the actual yeah, but the act of remapping is just remapping. Yes, <sighs> you guys are overthinking. Uh, no, that's what Wikipedia said. <laughs> no, this was when I had to kind of switch a little bit. Okay, okay, because okay. I was like, it's that. My it's apologies if that was not clear. Okay, well, Third we'll, we'll I, think I outside your, of the. I accept your apology. We'll think <laughs> outside of the realm of verbs. All right, yeah. next one is a noun, and I'm sure thanks. It's a noun. That helps. This is a abbreviation often used in games that depend on item drops or successful spawn rates to emphasize chances. Oh. Once again, boop. an abbreviation often used I in say, games... I say, I say boop. Oh, damn. Yeah, still, go ahead, Dan. RNG. There you go. That's very correct. RNG, a random number generator? Number generator. Yeah, I, I'm like, I, I keep blanking. I'm like, I know these things. 
Dan is hot, hot right now. He's a hot boy. I'm, I'm holding my yeah. lucky twist tie right now. <laughs> All right. Oh, I need a lucky twist tie. Yeah, well, here. I still plenty of time to catch up, Dave. Thanks, bud. You're welcome. Next, next <laughs> one. The camera is a noun. Okay, thank you again. Appreciate it. It is a nickname. <laughs> For the control method for moving a character, oftentimes utilized when playing a video game on a keyboard. Oh, boop, bow, bing. Dave. Wazda? Wazda is correct. The nickname Wazda for the control in method. my Mazda <laughs> driving on the highway doing 45 in a 60. Is that a. Because okay. I ain't got nowhere to be. He's doing it. He's still sucking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Dave's on the board. Still down two. Next one. This is a noun. Mm -hmm. The period of time before a game is released, but a small number of players are invited to play the game in order to test it. A boop. Damn. Closed beta? It is a closed beta, correct. As somebody who was was in the first look alpha for Destiny in 2013. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, one of the first players, you know. See, I would have have accepted closed alpha as well. There's a Twitter account called D1 Alpha Vet, and he's that joke. I was a D1 Alpha Vet. (laughs) But he takes it full send. Nice. He's got a following. He's verified and everything. He was was there in the beginning. All right. So was I. Okay. <laughs> right now, Dan, you're up by three. Still time to catch up. Mm-hmm. Next one. This is a verb. This is a controversial strategy in which a player stays in one place. Typically, Bing. Dave. Camping. That was very quick on the draw, but he got it. Camping. See, like, you know Dave's coming. Dave knows That's camping. <laughs> I don't know. Well, to finish it, a controversial strategy in which a player stays in one place, typically a, a fortified, high-traffic location, for an extended period of time and waits to ambush other players. Yes. I mean, camping. it's still a good strat. I hate when people get mad about it. I'm like, no, if you works, walked into the trap. You're using the... <laughs> you didn't uh, know to check that corner. It's a legitimate strategy. <laughs> <laughs> Long, short-term camping, I can totally get behind. If you're the whole map, I'm not into it. But, you know. Dave, catch it up. Two down. Here we go. Next one. This is a noun. This is a term used to describe the impact zone of an ability or attack. Often time. Oh. Hitbox. Negative. It's not that. What? Let me continue. Uh, I would like to hear the whole thing, then. A term used to describe the impact zone of an ability or attack, oftentimes mentioning when the impact zone is wide. Um, I this and I was this is what I was gonna say originally. Bing is uh, area of effect, also known as AOE. Correct, David. Thank yeah. you. Mm. You should be Alex Trebek. <laughs> well, rest in peace, Alex Trebek. Yo, he lived a full life. He did live a full life. He was very well known. Uh, we have one, two, three, four, five left. Dave, you're down by one. Okay. Charging ahead. How did this happen? This is my favorite one. This is it. Great. This is actually for all the marbles. This is the only one. This is a verb. The act of releasing a game the same day it is announced. Bing. <laughs> Damn. Shadow drop. That's a shadow drop, baby. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's a, the, releasing a game the same day as announced or releasing without any announcement whatsoever. <laughs> Shadow drop. Dan is on the floor. You guys don't have any idea how often. Whenever there's an event, I always turn to Mark specifically because I know it bothers him now. I'm like, Mark, they're going to shadow drop shadow whatever drop. game it is that you're excited. They're going to shadow drop Keener Bridge of Spirit the same And then I explained drop God of War Ragnarok. Every time it. we have this discussion, I'm like, that's not shadow dropping because you know about that game. Exactly. Uh, you say like, shadow drop. They're going to shadow drop it. You have no idea. You guys aren't going to see it coming. All right. Next Just one. Just like I didn't see that coming. I'm so mad. <laughs> <laughs> this one is a noun. And this is an element used commonly in strategy games to hide unobservable or undiscovered areas of a map. Oh, Bing. Dave. Um, fog of War. This is the Fog of War, correct? That haze that surrounds the world. My timing. Dave started a little slow. He's Now he's my, the hot boy. Hand, my hand <laughs> coordination is impeccable. Where's my your, mouth, where's your uh, twist eye? You still got it? He gave it to me. Oh, I got it. Ah. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I, did, I did send it through. I put it on my wedding ring finger, so now All I'm right. empowered. Three left. Dan, you could still catch up. You're only down Thanks one. Thanks for saying Thanks. This one is a noun. But the momentum is not looking good. A term referring to an area of a character, vehicle, or structure a game will utilize to determine if damage has been inflicted. Boop. Daniel. What is the hitbox? This is your hitbox right here. Thank you. The area of a character, vehicle, or structure a game will utilize to determine if damage has been inflicted. I I did tell Molly the story of you blowing up the tank. Not impressed. By the way. What do you mean? I'm Molly. Sorry. He was, all, he was the only one up. He was the only one up. I tried expressing this. She didn't. He did I, it with a pistol. <laughs> the thing that you should remind her is that I also saved us another hour of trying to beat that boss. Really? That's have the been real... that far back? It would have felt like that. It was, it was long in the fight. I this is Zombie we, Army we, 4, listener. As, we, we, yeah, as we, we go we, on about Eternal Stories. I had a, a hero moment where I shot a handgun at a tank's heart because that's the kind of game that is. It was a hero. And, or a hero play, if you will. Mm. I will, right. It was almost the POTG. Mm. There you go. P-O- I was a poggers. A, po- a, po- a potica? It was a, a poggers. Well, we go- what, you know that's what plo- pog is? Play the game, yeah. Yeah, but they just get rid of the T. Interesting. Because, I didn't know that. Because, because, you know, sometimes. T's optional when you have an acronym. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. T's optional. You know, the is, a, is those short words can sometimes right. get dropped. Uh, Play the like, game. So that makes me wonder, is sure. it just L-O-U? The train's falling off. The train's falling off the tracks. It's tumbling. It's not t- the last of us. <laughs> it's the last La- of us. I'm just, you want to talk about... Well, this is that, almost that. the last of the, the tastemaker. We got two left. La- the last of... Okay. Dan and Dave, you were tied. Two left. This next one is a noun. Mm. A term used often in competitive multiplayer games to illustrate the amount of times a player has defeated an enemy opponent versus how many times a player has been Oof. defeated. Dan. Oh, it is the kill-death ratio. Or KD ratio, that is correct. That's yeah. Right. Boom. Last one. For all mm. the marbles, Dave wins, or Dave gets this, we go into super double mega overtime. Okay. Super double mega Dan overtime. Dan wins this. He gets the point, and mm. we'll be fighting for the silver monkey next week. High That's pressure. Right. Wait, will, not, will Dave not be, will it not be a three-way battle? No, I'm out. I'm done. This heat could be a two-way oh. battle. It will this be a two-way is, this, battle between you This two. might have been the way to have it be more... Uh, Maybe this oh. worked out for the best. We'll yeah, that's what I'm saying. Last one. This is a verb. 
The practice of playing a role-playing game or a game or video game with the intent of creating the quote-unquote best character by means of de-emphasizing underused or unimportant traits and oh, emphasizing. Bing. Dave. Min-max. Min-max or min-maxing. That is correct. Well done. We have hit the sudden death. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. This one is not exciting. I had to think of something that was like... Do, have to, do ah, Dave and I have to drive two houses? I need to, houses and, I need to generate wrestle. a number, and then who gets the closest to the number? Me at the diner and arm wrestle. House, and he run, drives to my house, and whoever gets the other person's house first to me. Nice. <laughs> but we don't get to see each other. <laughs> <laughs> on the road, it'll be one of those... Remember that one moment on 78. Yeah. You just like that. <laughs> so this was all about vocab terms and mm-hmm. vocabulary of gamers. But we're fans of vocab in general. Tiebreaker. According to the Oxford Dictionary, how many words are currently classified in use in the English language? Wait, what? This is the question? Yep. According- Our friendship is now on <laughs> trial. Accor- I needed something that's just whatever. How many words According are to the currently- Oxford Dictionary, how many words are currently in use in the English language? What does that even mean? Because uh, some words. 127,000. Act, did, okay. 127,000. Um, I'm going to say 300,000. 300,000. That's insane. When do they declassify when, a word? When it's no longer in use. We're going to retire pigeon. You know, nobody's well, really talking about it. They just say it. bird when I see him. So <laughs> we're just going to put pigeon in the, you know. The winner of the point and winner. Of the Silver Monkey for season twenty-one, Dave Grimma, congratulations. The current lower than three hundred thousand. The amount of well, it's the closest. So the no, amount but... of words currently in use, according to the Oxford Dictionary, one hundred and seventy-one thousand four hundred and seventy-six, which makes Dave off by about forty. You were off by about one hundred thirty thousand. No, but like, why? That's a lot of words. How many words are there in retirement? Can we bring oh, some of them out? Way more. <laughs> really? Yeah. So I was like, let me go Wait, with the curtain. Do you have that number too? Nope. I did not look I'm just curious. <laughs> Education. I saw, I saw what is in a certain number. I'm like, that can't be right. And I realized because it's also including words that are not currently in use. But how many words are not currently in use? Morally in the saying? story, Dave, congratulations on your point. Congratulations, dude. And your silver monkey. That makes Yay. next, that gives you a lot of power because that makes next week's or next time's tastemakers for S and giggles. Because yeah, it's going to be. Um, Mad I'm gonna chaos. Have to make it, I'm going to have to make it lots of fun. Could be a fun little tiff. Um, mm. But that is... The there are 47,156 obsolete words. 47,000? That's it? And there are 950... 9,500 derivative words. Derivative? That's a fun So thing. they're duplicative. One of the derivative words might be the machine because we don't need it tonight because That's we right. know the final game. That's right. Narita. Well, that doesn't make it derivative. I guess it doesn't make it derivative. But it makes it, it does make unnecessary. It it's uh, superfluous. Superfluous. Narita. Uh, all these words are in use. I always forget. Narita. 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 Narita boy. A Dan pick. Dan, what do you know about this game? I know this game is like a retro love story and it's also... Like, I, I, by that I mean it's a love story to retro games. But it's also like Tron, where you're like sucked into the computer. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's just, you know, a good old-fashioned hack-slash fun time 
with pixel graphics. It's like, if you look at this game, it might as well be Dan's going to pick this game for the podcast game. And if you recall last podcast where we were talking about retro games, Mark shared a feeling about retro games, how he's really over games talking about how their, their big solid point is how retro they are. Foreshadowing to how I felt about this game. But we'll talk about that <laughs> next time on the next cool. podcast. No, it's cool. Uh, I, I... Thanks, listener, for tuning into the Dinosaur Machines Game Club podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a nice review on the podcast service of your choice. Um, you can leave us a voicemail on Anchor if you choose, and we'll complain on air if you have a good enough question that we can get us chatting about things like Fruity Pebbles and. Ask us, other ask things. us uh, almost anything. Almost. I know? mean. Yeah. Something, question a uh, question of the episode a little, a little personal um, not gonna share uh, personal you wanna no, yeah we'll ask you this question um you know do, do you like walking simulators ask us uh something about that well, say I'm trying no, no. I mean you tried <laughs> I don't know if it landed but you tried <laughs> thanks I thank you for that he's deflated now let, let, like, so let, tired somehow, after you said that Mark. somehow the, the understanding of how many words we've lost has somehow killed Dan <laughs> that plus knowing that Mark slammed Narita Boy before even this episode. I'm I'm ready to have a nice fruitful discussion about it and how we I all bet. felt things about that game. But uh, that will be next time. Listener, reach out to us as always. Dino underscore machines. I'm at Macro Crack. I'm at Zombie underscore Pirate. And I'm at Dan O'Mac. And we will catch you next time. Smooches. Mwah. Bye. Bye. Bye.